Welcome back to Real Talk, everyone. This is the season six finale. We have a full slate of co-hosts today. Mm-hmm. Zoe, Saida, Danielle. Hey. And this is the, the end of season six. And I was, I was looking at some of our stats this morning before we came in. Um, in the, the life of the podcast, which has been three years, six seasons, we've had over 70 episodes, more than 100 guests. Mm-hmm. We've had seven different hosts. Wow. Um, since the beginning. Um, and today we have a real full circle moment um, with the podcast. We have our very own outgoing president, Joe Bertolino from Southern Connecticut State University, um, who was really sort of one of the, the generators of the podcast back in 2020. Um, he's been, a, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard him before. So we're here to reflect um, with him on his, his time on campus, what's next for him, um, what some of the challenges are with public universities, with social justice work, lots of stuff for us to talk about. President Joe, welcome. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. And uh, geez, har- hard to believe that that we have now come full circle. And uh, I can't I can't wrap my head around the fact that I'm I'm moving on to to, to someplace else. But I am excited about uh, Dr. Smith as he finds his way to Southern and the work ahead. So. All good things. All good things. Yeah, I was thinking about this. Um, so y- you started in 2016. I joined in 2018. Um, so you're the only university president I have known as a faculty member. Hmm. Um, and you brought with you when you came to Southern a social justice mission, which we're going to talk about a lot today. Um, so that is a, a large part of why I applied to work at this university. And, and I know that's true for a lot of others, too. Um you know, for a trans faculty member, there's many universities that are not, or in many states, um, that are not necessarily welcoming, or that you wouldn't be be certain. And so that um, looking at, at the work that you had done when you first came in, in transforming this university and, and what you wanted to bring with you, I thought, well, this is a place that I can probably, I can see myself working. Um, so it's, it's bittersweet for me to see you leave. Um, and I know there are good things ahead, of course, um, for, for both you and for us at the institution. But we wanted to start off with when you first arrived here, and we're keeping in mind, too, that p- some people who are listening aspire to be university presidents or in, in higher ed leadership. Um, so we're thinking about, you know, what can folks learn who want to step into these leadership roles, too? So when you first came, what were, what were some of your goals stepping in? Well, it's it's interesting. Uh, well, I'm delighted that some aspire to be a uh, college and university president, but I can guarantee you, um, it, it's it's a great job, but it is not an easy job, and it has gotten considerably more challenging. Yep. This will be my I will enter my twelfth year as a college president. It is not the same job that it was twelve years ago. Mm. It is. Um, it, it, everything has changed. And so, uh, but 
so has higher ed, if you will, when I think about the start of my career 30-something years ago. Um, It's interesting because I, when I found my way to Southern, I was enamored by the whole place. I was very excited. I had spent time as a vice president at Queens College at the City University of New York. And Queens was an urban, public regional institution in an urban setting, highly diverse, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think Southern reminded me of Queens in this way. And so I knew that it would be a place that I would feel connected, where we could do good work and and where I would be happy and and, and, and hopefully where we would thrive. My first primary responsibility as the new president in 2016 was to try and heal a community. My understanding was that there was there was a lot of anxiety, there was a lot of angst huh. over whatever was happening before my time mm-hmm. related to relationships with the administration in particular. Mm-hmm. And so Danielle, you were I, here. Yeah. I actually came when you, or I left when you came. Um, and okay. I remember going to my, uh, sister's graduation and hearing you speak. And I was like, Ooh, look at this little hip new president. They got. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're just going to leave me out of the loop. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I, I kind of remember some of it, um, you know, because I wasn't as hip to a lot of the background at that point. I was journalism, so I was in some of it. But, um, yeah, I think just a lot of neglect, really, honestly. Yeah, Yeah. just a lot of neglect and and definitely not as much listening um, and conversations as I have seen during this um, time that I've been here um, under your care. So definitely a different feel and a different um, way of communing with people that are higher up. It, it was basically just the regular, oh, we tell you, you do. So, yeah. I, I think that was the, the, the first goal mm-hmm. to, to build real relationships, to try to engender a, a sense of community and trust. Um, and... All of the other things that needed to be done are things that need to be done no matter what institution you're at mm. um, in, in, in terms of issues um, or, you know, in the case of a college president, okay, what, what are the finances? What's the enrollment? Mm-hmm. What, politics, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, and, and, and while one could say that relationships and community matter at all institutions, at the time, my sense was that Southern needed needed someone who would provide additional time, and you used the word care. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good word mm-hmm. to use. Um, this the ethic of care um, was was going to be particularly important, and. Given that I was just a couple months on the job and there was a presidential campaign, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was a, a, a very divisive campaign, 
and the results appeared to lead to some additional strife and division that um, that became all part of the mix in in the work that we needed to do as an administration. And I think conversations around social justice became even more important. Um, I'll also share with you that, that this conversation today is quite timely because this morning I received a rather lengthy communication uh, from individual uh, individuals who visited during Accepted Students Day and who had quite a bit to say about our commentary related to social justice and anti-racism. You can assume that it wasn't favorable. <laughs> uh, is this from um, family members of a student or, or an accepted yeah. student? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> and I don't really react or respond to those things. I just read them and kind of understand that, that that's a perspective and that's where folks are at. It wasn't inappropriate or nasty. It was just another opinion. Uh -huh. So as president, uh, I, I think that's, that's another piece. How do you... How do you balance the multiple perspectives in a way that students across the ideological spectrum who are part of the community at Southern mm -hmm. also feel valued even when you disagree with them? Don't ask me for the answer to that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a challenge for us in the classroom, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that brings us to something we discussed previously. Remember, objectivity. <laughs> you can't really be objective looking at things because everybody's going to have their own kind of bias. Um, but, hi, I'm going to give you a little bit of a tricky question. So, okay. you've, you've been on the podcast before and you mentioned what you wanted your legacy to be. And you said you wanted to build up Southern so I want to know how you feel about that. Do you feel like you've accomplished it? Do you think you missed some things? How do you feel about that? And is your answer still the same? I think my answer is different. Ah. Uh -huh. um, it's, so, so part of it is the same because I certainly believe that we have been very successful in building, building community. There's certainly much more to do, but but I think we're in a better place than we were six or seven years ago. I, I, I feel confident in saying that. Now the question is, um, how much better? Well, that's a whole other conversation uh, for, for for debate. But I, I I do think that that we've we've moved in the right direction, albeit not as quickly as I would have wanted us to. Um, I will say that our standing in the community beyond our campus, mm -hmm. I think has grown significantly. Mm -hmm. That uh, the reputation of Southern in 
the in the in the on the shoreline of of southern Connecticut has has grown by leaps and bounds, and and um, I I feel particularly good about that because that has helped us in our external relationships. It it has helped us with um, our our legislative representatives. It has helped us in particular with our fundraising strategy. So, uh, uh, and what is interesting is that last, I think it was last year, and I can't recall exactly what it was that happened. Something happened, and I'm, I'm forgetting it, but I remember the news media came, and I was in my home watching the news, and they just went to random students, and <sighs> students said, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, I, I think this is right or I think this is wrong because we are a social justice university, and that means we should. The very fact that students were not prodded or cued to use those words and that they used them in the context of any conversation said to me that we have moved the le- the needle in in one creating an awareness and two um, uh, supporting a discussion and even when some students who shall remain nameless you know can <laughs> call meetings uh, not so either not <laughs> You know, I mean, we, that is a proud moment for us because seven years ago, that wouldn't have happened. No. Right. That, uh, uh, that, that a student would not have felt safe or comfortable or whatever words we want to use to challenge <laughs> the leadership um, in a particular way. Um and then circle back and say, okay, so how am I going to help to make this? How am I going to work with the administration and help to make X, Y, and Z happen? So those things in and of themselves, I think, speak to the fact that um, we we have had a cultural shift. There are a lot of institutions who have done none of what we are doing. Right. That's true. Or mm-hmm. have or have done so, or have taken the safe route of just not talking about it in the first place. And they don't talk about it because of the pushback mm-hmm. that I just shared with you that I got today. Mm. That If you just don't talk about it at all and just attend a couple of events, um, you'll, you'll be okay. And, and, and the last thing I'll say is I... <laughs> My class uh, has has been asking me about legacy. Oh, and yeah, do tell. I, 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 shared, <laughs> I shared with them that um, I'm not really big on legacy, hmm. interestingly enough, because uh, someday, look, my picture is, is up on a wall of a whole bunch, with a whole bunch of other presidents in the library. Most people don't even realize it's there. And I call that the gallery of dead presidents. 
Um, <laughs> well, you know, most I mean, of them some are. Band, some, <laughs> most of them are, and yeah. and we, we all will be at some point. <clears throat> and so, you know, you, I look at that wall, and I think most people have no idea who these people are, or mm. what they did, or what they didn't do. And you know what? That's okay. Uh, my only hope is that some student is going to come by, come back here, twenty, thirty years from now, with their own student. And say, mm. oh, see that guy up there? I, 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 I he was here when I was here. He was on he my was podcast. Podcast, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And they'll say, what is the podcast at? Um, oh no! <laughs> you know? Yeah, we just get it virtually implanted in our brains. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Um, well, you did say when speaking about your legacy, you did say that you and your leadership team and administration asked yourself. How are we going to make this happen? How are we going to make change? And so um, when adding the moniker of social justice, um, how did you establish those pillars? And how is that meaningful to your tenure? Oh, jeez. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be brutally honest here. I don't remember. Honestly, when I think back I, I, and I look up at, at the banners we have, and it's social justice, dignity, respect, kindness, compassion, and civility. I stare at those, and I go, well, we, we, we talk about those. People know what they are. And when was the moment that that happened? And I'm not entirely sure. I just know that it happened. Um, now, I will say that I think the, 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 the moniker of social justice, I... I have been engaged in that work for decades. It has changed over time or have, has been called something else. Um, when I was an RA, uh, we didn't discuss it at all. When I became professional hall director, diversity was all the rage. Then, then when I was a graduate student, diversity uh, at the doctoral level, uh, diversity became uh, multiculturalism. Um, and then multiculturalism became multicultural competencies. And then we transitioned to, to um, social justice. And, and, and now we talk about intersectionality and so many other things. So for me, I think that, that I have participated for the last 30 plus years, mostly through an LGBTQ plus lens. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Um, and my my husband and I, we used to travel the country doing a program called When the Gays Move Into Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. <laughs> uh, okay. We must have presented at, at 600 colleges around the country. And it was wow. using humor to um, and to talk about our relationship and say, look, you know, we're, we're okay. Um, and... It's today it would be seen as highly simplistic mm-hmm. <laughs> and in some ways perhaps a bit superficial, but but it fit with the time. Um, I think now the the pillars um, have become an extension of our cultural climate 
nationally and internationally, but let's just focus nationally, the cultural climate of divisiveness. And we can't talk about issues of justice if we're also not willing to talk about issues of, of civility, of communication, of listening and engaging in, in a, a constructive and respectful dialogue. Um, mm. And my biggest concern as an educator now is, again, what I was told this morning. Well, if you know, don't use the term social justice. If you want people to be kind, tell them to be kind. If you want them to be respectful, tell them to be respectful. And how dare you assume that none of us are uh, treat people with dignity, respect, kindness, compassion, and civility. Where we're, we're not, you know, we raised our children right. Um, okay. <laughs> So, so, um, the fact that, that, that message is received in that way by others Mm -hmm. says to me that folks aren't taking the time to listen. And so as I, as I started to allude to my biggest concern as an educator is the fact that folks have positioned themselves. You're in one camp or you're in it or in the other. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and and both sides of the argument, quite frankly, are to blame here. That I see this every day um, because I get I get pushed and pulled in both directions. You're rather too woke or you haven't done enough. And, <laughs> okay, so you're you're preempting one of the things we, we wanted okay, to talk okay. to you about, which was <laughs> yeah. about because people who are in all kinds of leadership positions uh, at, at all kinds of organizations, um, and in communities have to deal with this question, like, uh, yeah. of yeah. especially putting, you know, I also think that, that naming SCSU as a social justice institution means that it's held to a higher standard and also mm-hmm. has increased visibility for uh, people who mm-hmm. are, um, uninterested in, um, so-called social justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but then those of us who are in- engaged in social justice, we're going to push harder, you know? So, yeah it really sort of puts the spotlight on um, in a couple of interesting ways. And we wanted to, I mean, how do you navigate that, uh, that question of, of with all these different stakeholders, how do you know, uh, how do you deal with, with this push pull between doing too much and not doing enough? Well, well, first you, you have to just understand that you're going to get the push pull. Right. It's just it. a part of it. The just, job. It just is yeah, right. That's true. And you have, you, the most important thing a leader can do is stick to the mission and values of the institution mm. in which they lead. Because once you stray from that, um, or, or then the, you, you are you are doomed to fail. Mm. Um, and and so it's okay when people send me certain communications or I'm not going to give any more money because you're too woke. You probably didn't give money in the first place. So it's fine. Um, <laughs> literally valid. And, yeah. And even if you, and even if you do, I, I don't want your money. Yeah. That's, that's not who we are as an institution. Um, at the same time, um, I, I am going to expect, yes, we're holding you to a higher standard. So we're going to push by all means, push me, but um, also I, I, I think it's important, um, to know I'm going to 
push back in some respects. Um, but don't cancel me and don't cancel others. I, I, I think I really, really worry about that more than anything else. And, and, and I'll tell you why. We, we had, as you know, we had an incident last year related to um, a Greek letter organization. Mm-hmm. And the, the, we took a certain action, but the level of attacks that our students who had done harm mm-hmm. – the level of attacks that they received and the fear that was instilled in them um, I am, was, was not justified and it was wrong. And it came from, and, and, and the result of that, and, and here's, here's the, the, what, what really concerns me, is the result of that is that ultimately the women who had done harm the individuals who had done harm ultimately just walked away. And, mm-hmm. and so those individuals, in my view, the next time these issues come up, their response will be not to respond at all. So what do people learn and how do we help people learn and become allies i i understand that this is very complicated and complex and not that simple sure but um i i i as the leader sit back and go okay so the end result of that was what and i don't know the answer to that question because i don't think anybody won if that makes any sense Uh, if there were any winners um, so I don't know the answers to it. I just struggle with it. Like, mm, sure. I, I want I need to hold you accountable while at the same time, how do I make sure that the, the answer is just expel people? <laughs> well, mm, I mean, yeah, I mean, you and I have, uh, disagreed on this before. Sure. Sure. Um, absolutely. and even then, when you had initially brought it up, my response was they dealt with the consequences of their actions, right? I And I stated then, and I stand firmly in it, I'm not going to be empathetic to people who don't look at the ramifications of their actions in the moment. Now, we also disagreed on um, what a amicable resolve would have been. And I can agree with you there. We can align on that. But there, my issue with the entire situation was that Everyone was trying to not be oh so punitive in terms of the punishment, right? But that same kind of empathy and care and concern is not always extended to all populations. And be it intentionally or unintentionally, right? Um, So I, I think your approach to try and not cancel people while admirable is also unrealistic, especially when you're perpetu you know, when these people are perpetuating harm and harmful things. So I mean, that's that it's I get where you're coming from and I get what you're saying. And it's just one of those things where it's going to be a case by case. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to look at it objectively (laughs) case by case. None of us really look at anything objectively. Oh, my gosh, that's what everyone says. Hey, that's what I said. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, who are, who are we kidding? We, we, right. we look at no such thing. 
our our lens and our experience. And right. certainly, as a white man of privilege, my my lens is is going to be different. And 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 depending on who you are, some might even say, "Well, Joe, you need to clean off your lens." Okay, I think that there's there there's there's um, truth to that. Um, I I think. Um, I am left to wonder what is my responsibility as president to ensure that an 18, 19, 20, or 21-year-old student who engages in bad behavior and causes harm, how do I hold them accountable? How do they learn from the issue? And how do we ensure that they will be engaged in a positive way moving forward? Simultaneously, mm-hmm. I think your comment is, is spot on. How do we, as a community, show care to those um, who have been harmed mm-hmm. and who are used to not being cared for? Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and it would really be nice if, if I could open up the manual and and say, great, we're going to do this, this, this. It's messy. These right. things are messy. Mm-hmm. They're messy. They're uncomfortable. They're hurtful. They're confusing. Um, and so I think it's I think it's good that that I'm able to say to you, well, look, here's what I'm thinking, and you're able to say, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you got you spot on. <laughs> yeah. But and that's important because. When when this happens again, and it will, right. we know that to be true, mm-hmm. um, my voice might be a little bit in your head, and your voice might be a little bit in my head, but it helps to inform how we move forward and navigate these things in the future. Now, let's say for the sake uh, of, of argument, if... if X were to happen again, and you and I were both here, there's a good chance I would say to you, um, tell me what you think. Well, I'm going to tell you what I think. Okay. And, but, I would, <laughs> but we would be able to have that conversation right. where before we didn't know each other, right? right. And, and, and so I, I think it, that in and of itself becomes powerful mm. and and helps us to at least try to move the needle a bit when it comes to forming a culture and a community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so on that note, right, you talk about how do we cater to the individuals that are initially harmed in situations like this. Um, You said that you don't believe anybody won from the result of that situation. And Mm -hmm. you also mentioned that you were a student leader and a resident advisor. And Mm -hmm. being a resident advisor, going through trainings and stuff like that, we to my understanding, um, last summer, 2020, in our training, it was the first time we had been talking about um, restorative justice uh-huh. as something that can be a, a different um, type of response mm-hmm. to things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And that, talk, talking about what you just said, conversations and being open-minded. Um, uh-huh. And that goes along with my next question. So you spoke on some things that you probably wish you could have done differently, but how do you want to see this work expanded here at Southern after you've left? You know, maybe that's restorative justice. Maybe you have some other ideas about that. Um, I, I, I think 
there there is something to be said for um just because I forgive you or I'm willing to forgive you because I'm letting go of that anger for me, not for you. Um, that doesn't mean I'm not going to hold you accountable. Right. I think, I think it's very important for us when we talk about even restorative justice or conversations or education that we're not saying or we're not sending the message. Well, we're, we're going to give you a pass and we're not going to hold you accountable. I, I mean, you can learn a lesson and you can um, uh, reset, um, but there's but 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 there's still a price to pay for the initial behavior, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I think I I wonder um, I do like the concept of restorative justice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it needs to be done well because I mean they're they're, they're nice words, but um, I I think that and I don't know what the training was, but uh, I I don't know what my expectation is for an RA to have to be responsible mm-hmm. for engaging a restorative justice process mm-hmm. that because was a concern. I think the process is complex right? and uh, you know, it's not just, we're all going to sit around, have a conversation and then we're all going to make up. I mean, that is not what restorative justice is mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the, the, you're not um, restoring good feelings. You're trying to restore justice, mm-hmm. which means you are engaged not only in difficult conversations, but you're still holding someone accountable at some level for the harm they've committed. Yes. And you're also hoping that um, if, if for some reason they don't understand, if I give someone the benefit of the doubt and they don't understand the harm they've committed and why that they will leave the table understanding that, mm. um, more often than not, um, people just don't think. They're, 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 that's not an excuse. I, I think people, when I think about some of the behaviors, you know that behavior is wrong. You just didn't care enough to think about what you were doing, mm-hmm. and you just did it, right? Um, I'm, I'm sure we could spend days talking about why that is. But so instead of you know, just restorative justice being the answer, um, and what other ways would you like to see Southern? I I I I think that I I I'd, I'd like to see. Um, I actually dream of a time when we have uh, a controversial speaker that's kind of at the podium. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) I don't dream of that. I don't either. Um, And, and, but, but you don't have just one. You have, you have um, a, a moderator and then you have two people that have two entirely different perspectives and people are forced to sit in a room and listen to one another and share and share different perspectives without um, shouting each other down. Um, I, I often wonder what that would look like. It sounds like hell. I, 
Well, you know, I, 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 because my my um, so so maybe the the answer to your question is I want people to be put in situations where they have to challenge one another and be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay, there is value in that. Right. Um, I mean, Joe, we've also another, talked another about. There's another. I'm sorry. There's another part of me as president that doesn't want to see that happen at all because that's very messy. Yes, and a lot of chaos. It absolutely um, is. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, we we've been wondering as a team, like, you know, the social justice mission came in with you. Is it also mm-hmm. going to to leave with you? Mm-hmm. you know, we know we have a um, a fantastic incoming interim president for a couple mm-hmm. of years, but beyond that. Um, is another president going to come in and we're not going to be a social justice university? Are there any sort of safeguards for that? It's an interesting question. Um, I, I think that's up to the community. I guess so. I mean, the fact that you're all sitting there and having this podcast and we have, I think we have created um, a, sh- a foundational structure for the work to continue, mm-hmm. which did exist um seven years ago and not just in the form of an administrative division but in the form of 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 different groups different entities across campus i think that matters mm-hmm. it matters it matters um even more so now given that that all dei work in higher education um is at risk mm-hmm. No matter what state you are in, it's true. I think I think just because Connecticut is a purple state, it is not a blue state. <laughs> yeah, it is a red state. Um, it tends to be fiscally conservative, but socially more liberal to moderate. Um, but that could change with an election. True. And so, and 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 so, I I think the most important thing we can do is to, to not be complacent. And and I'll, I'll, I'll share with you that I, I, I think the folks at Southern, um, you have a lot more going for you than you think, because I'm about to move to an institution that is, um, as, as the current president there says, we're a blue entity in a blue state in the reddest part of the state. Mm. Right? So... I've already had um, elected officials express concern that this guy from up north, and mind you, I grew up in South Jersey, this guy from up north um, has this social justice mission. And what, 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 what does that mean? Uh-huh. How is that going to impact the rest of us? us? Um mm. And, and so I don't have the luxury, in my opinion, to pick up where I've left off in Connecticut. In many ways, I have, I have to navigate a very different environment and how best to, um, to, to address these issues um, in a way that um, is productive and doesn't hurt the institution. Because I also have to be cognizant of that, mm. that 
that, you know, because there's a, there are a lot of conversations happening in Florida, for example, and I have a lot of colleagues that are down there and I've, I've, I've spoken to them and they're presidents of some of these institutions. And they're like, um, if, if I do X, um, then I, I lose my job and we lose our funding. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't do any of this work that needs to be done um, if, if, if one, I'm not there or others aren't there to support it and we don't have the dollars to do it. So, so it, it's, so these folks I think are, 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 are on a tightrope mm-hmm. trying to figure out um, how do they not be seen as giving in because uh, uh, while at the, uh, uh, or, or while at the same time, in ensuring the security of the institution longer term. And sometimes I, I, I think that, that one, I, I'm always thinking longer term, always, that, that this may be unpopular, but longer term, this, is, this will benefit X, Y, and Z. Let's just say I'm not going to Florida to work anytime soon. But. <laughs> I certainly wouldn't. So talking about all that you've done here, your next steps, moving forward, what did you learn in just the framework of being here and the implementation of the moniker of social justice and the pillars, the pushback? Um, what did you learn that is going to help you to be more successful coming in? I learned that uh, I didn't know as much as I thought I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I, I think I underestimated. You know, you go in, you're excited. I've been a social justice educator. I'm gonna, we're gonna do this, this, and this. And you get there, and um, <laughs> I I think I wasn't initially prepared for. Um, I won't say the backlash. I, I I don't think I was prepared for the pushback from allies. I was not. It had not occurred to me that I would. I was prepared to hear from one side, but I wasn't prepared to hear from the other side. Um, and and Casey, you mentioned this earlier that. I hadn't fully appreciated that by by putting ourselves out there, I that there there would be intellectually. I probably understood that. Well, yeah, of course, there's going to be a higher expectation, but I don't know if I really thought through that carefully. <laughs> mm. um, I, have I a also have a question think, for you on that. Yeah. What? So, yeah, go ahead. as you're talking about that. I know through my experience as a student here, it appeared as though some of the faculty members behaved like petulant children and intentionally pushed back on your mission, which ultimately, you know, affects the students and hurts the students. So with the things that you've learned, are you trying to create or thinking about brainstorming some framework for how to restore that justice in terms of creating punishments or consequences for people who do not get on board and intentionally seek to harm um, the population that social justice would protect? Mm. Mm. That's a hard question. 
But I'm just well, asking if you've brainstormed and thought about it. Yeah, no, it's the question itself isn't hard, but the solution is. Yeah. Yeah. Because of how the academy mm-hmm. across the United States is structured mm-hmm. and and how um and this just isn't meant, this just isn't specific to faculty, how um rules, regulations, collective bargaining is structured. Um, so, so a, a number of rules are used to ensure that someone is protected so that they can speak their mind and teach their truth in the classroom. Um, we're the, when we talk about issues of free speech, for example, sure. um, that, that, <clears throat> that folks get to, to say, what what they feel they need to say mm. the the flip side to that the downside to that is um it also pro- all of those rules also protect um the the kind of a an, ug- an ugly underbelly um and and that's where it gets really complicated, right? right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, I, and I think in, I think college presidents and institutions have been really, really struggling th- with this, even more so now. Um, and I don't know where we where the acad. Well, I, I have faith that eventually, the academy will will navigate its way out of this because we have in the past and we, and, and we will, as long as folks, um, you know, stand by their, the, the, the mission of, of our institutions. But, um, I, I think that even if I can't hold someone accountable within the organizational structure I think what I say as president matters. And I would I would argue that the the best way to hold someone accountable is not to register for their class. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I often say students vote with their feet. So so when they can. Uh, yeah. When they can. Yeah. F- fair. Fair enough, but then, but 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 then that gets back to my responsibility and the responsibility of the administration. So, are we providing students with the options so that they can so that they can vote with their feet, right? Mm-hmm. And in doing so, does then that create um, paths that that um, that help to address some of these issues? Now, I, I don't know. Because for some, it'll be like, all right, well, now I, I have fewer students and I have fewer classes, but I still get whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 and I, I hate to think that that's how people think, but we know that there are some people that do think that. Where others, where others uh, would pause and think about, oh, what's happening here and why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. 
Yeah, I do think, I mean, I have heard some students talk about, you know, complain about the union. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it's so important. It's so important yeah. Um, yeah. for us to have those protections. But, you know, every medicine a poison. Yeah. That it, it really can protect um, not students, but right. it can it can it can perpetuate um, harm. And that that always challenges me because, you know, the union to us is so important in terms of academic freedom. Right. Um, and my gosh, like, especially in the context of so much of the United States right now. Right. We have colleagues who can't teach their classes anymore because it, it violates a, a contentious concepts law. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, 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 the other piece to this that I think is important is Southern is a teaching university. Mm-hmm. I think we make a mistake when we assume that the folks that we hire learned how to teach in graduate school. Absolutely. Do you all know this, that most of us don't have pedagogical training at all? Yes. Not at all. Oh, I can tell. We have have, have subject (laughs) area expertise. And those of us who were lucky enough to have mentors who who taught us as TAs or sought out um, training, then yes. But many people just come on in being very good at their field mm. of research. Okay. But that's right. And so so I, I do think, in fairness to faculty, that, that many faculty um, are, have been following the same rubric yep. for, for decades and decades and decades. And it's our responsibility as an institution to provide mechanisms to help faculty engage in the classroom. And in particular, I I think that even if someone is taught for a long period of time, Mm -hmm. the the face of our institution has changed Mm -hmm. since you first came here X number of years ago. And so um, I, I do think that there is value in trying to incentivize and encourage folks to rethink their pedagogy and mm-hmm. and to rethink uh, and 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 to provide opportunities for training and development that help individuals to become better at their craft not just within their discipline but within the classroom i will never forget my second year here when a, a an adjunct faculty member thought that he was being cute by singing a song because he mm. sang a song at the beginning of every class and it was a rap song and he yeah. dropped the n-word yeah. um, and now and and from his perspective but the students picked the song and i marched in the 60s etc etc okay i know who that is yikes um, <laughs> and 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 this individual was confronted yeah. and in that moment of confrontation there was an opportunity and the opportunity was for that professor to be able to stop and think and engage a hard conversation, which my guess is they didn't know how to do that. Mm. Um, But then to add insult to injury, um, when the student came back into the room at at a later moment in the class, that student apologized, and that person said, well, feel free to have a seat, um, as opposed to saying, 
I made a mistake as well, and I'm sorry for X, Y, and Z. Now, um, which then set off a chain reaction of other things. But but that that speak that says to me that um, in this particular case, uh, this individual, I don't believe, knew how to one didn't 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 know how to, just didn't know how to navigate in 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 the way that they should have and that's that's what concerns me in terms of what what is happening in the classroom because that's i more than anything else uh, i continue to hear about experiences that students are having are having in the classroom and how difficult that and how difficult that might be for folks mm-hmm. sure I do. Sorry, I'm you're fine. I do want to take a moment to tell you what you've done well. <laughs> I have been very critical of you, understandably, in a lot of areas because I, you know, was a student and I had my own battles here and it brought me to the town hall and I will give you credit where it's due. You did hear our concerns. You did meet with us. We had what I call the press tour, where we met with the administration, we met with you, we met with um, DEI, and we did brainstorm broad ideas. You were very open and receptive to that. So I definitely think that's something you should continue moving forward if you weren't thinking that. Um, And I also think going back to the Greek letter organization in that instance, what you all did do well was bring in the heads of that organization to come here and try and help restore. You have done quite a few things really well. And I can see as a person who is looking at it at both sides, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, do I think more could have been done? Absolutely. But understanding the way that policy and systems work, Mm -hmm. was it feasible? Probably not. Um, I did want to, in fact, give you that. <laughs> Listen, you know, you know, a compliment coming from Saeed is. Really <laughs> <laughs> I don't offer him freely. <laughs> I am so excited. This is being recorded. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. Make it your ringtone. Just that sound bite. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. You know, look, I, I, uh, I, and and I, I appreciate that, but but at the end of the day, I, I, I think it's I think it's more important that um, you know folks are folks folks in our community feel feel empowered enough to push back, right, and to and to confront and 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 to try and hold folks accountable, and the most important thing we can do is i think is accept that with grace mm-hmm. okay. um and take the time to listen and be as honest as as you think you you can be in that look i agree with you i don't agree with you i can do this i can't do this right. you you may like that you may not like that that doesn't matter but as much as that 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 we're in, that we're engaging the conversation because the most important thing that that you did after some of these meetings was that okay we we challenged you and said well then help <laughs> right and, and we can use some help in specifically in these areas, and 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 you and others as graduate students did that, 
Right. You're like, okay, well, we're going to join the team where we can one participate, be part of the conversation, still hold you accountable. Yep. But I, I think what, and I, and, and, and so I thank you for that because I think you're doing that. You did that well. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, um, I think that was important because what it, what it also did was, um, it allowed, I think, I hope, um, our, our, you and other students to, to kind of see what's happening behind the curtain and the complexities of navigating an organization. Absolutely. Um, and then helping us to think, well, you might want to navigate this piece differently. So right. Right. anyway. So talking about those um, complexities of navigating an organization um, and closing thoughts, what is uh, one piece of advice for anyone in the position of university president that you would give? Listen. Mm. Listen. Um, I, I think that my advice and counsel to President Smith mm. would be take the time to understand the culture of the institution. Take the time to get to know the people and what makes Southern Southern, both the good and the not so good. Mm. And don't make any judgments ahead of time. And everyone is going to have an opinion. Yep. And everyone is going to come to you and tell you what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And almost all of those people, intentionally or unintentionally, will have an agenda because they're only seeing it through their lens. And so the more you listen and the more individuals you take the time to meet with and listen to, the broader your perspective will be. And the advantage of being the president is that even when you're at those town hall meetings, um, <laughs> folks are sharing their experience, their perspective from their lens. I, I can't expect the individuals that are speaking to me to understand or to, to have an awareness of, of all these other perspectives, politics or, or policy or any of that. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. I think that, that it's my responsibility to try to, to gather all of that, to then share it with the community, um, and then to work with the community to um, find solutions. Um, but none of that happens if you just don't sit and listen and acknowledge people for where they are at. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll appreciate that, as we do. Right. Yeah, President Joe, I um I mean <laughs> it, I mean it's time for us to wrap and and it's also I'm just thinking about how um you know as we've been planning this episode um I have been a student at many other institutions and I'll say that um you are by far the most accessible 
you make yourself the most accessible and, mm-hmm. and approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not a given in, in university presidents or no. in everyone's leadership style. Um, right. It's often people who are much more um, hands off and who wouldn't, you know, like take a break from meeting with moving companies as you're about to navigate this enormous life transition <laughs> to be on a, on a, um, a, a podcast like ours um, and to do that more than once. So um, thank you for your, your willingness to, you know, show up for people and, and, you know, bring your full self, allow this community to get to know you mm-hmm. um, while you've been here. You'll certainly be missed. Yes. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And, and, and keep doing this. What, what you're doing and these conversations, they matter. And, mm-hmm. and I would continue to, uh, look, I'm just so excited right now that so yeah, it's <laughs> I was gonna say, me giving people a hard time is not unique to just you. Yeah, they'll still no, hear me. No, 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 Listen, she's got high standards. <laughs> no, I think again, hold people to the high standards. Yep. Hold people accountable. Yep. Listen and ensure that you're heard, but also ensure that you're listening. And I think that what we're doing here. Um, continues the work continues in this way so keep doing what you're doing but uh, i'm uh, this has been a a, southern's been a blessing um for me and for my family and uh i'm sure that i will be a hot mess um (laughs) uh i I will share with you that i i uh it really hit me the other day uh when dr smith got up to the podium and i realized I was that it was becoming his institution now. And so um, if we as, as presidents, we kind of take that kind of pride. So um, one more graduation, <laughs> one more graduation and he's going to be great and uh, give him heck. <laughs> I will. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thanks well, good luck much. at Stockton. Thank you. Stay Thank in you. touch. Thank you so, so much. All right, be well.